Hey listeners, it's Frankie from Fear the Talking Queers. We're releasing another episode of our Lost Tapes. This one all about Elvira, the horror hostess with the mustess. Forgive us if some of the references in this episode are a little out of date, but hey. And join us next week for our regular scheduled programming where we go into I Know What You Did Last Summer. Thanks for listening. Sweet screams, bitch. Fear the talking queers. So we are on West Coast time. We are. It is currently 8.30 at night. So literally in about... <laughs> what that has to do with anything. <laughs> no, look. No, look. <laughs> I was getting somewhere. But you know what? You just set me up for what I was going to say. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Okay. I don't know. I, I was talking more about what I said. I don't know why. I said oh, so it. look. <laughs> no, it worked. Because watch, in 24 hours, you will be able oh, to okay. hear Lady you Gaga's Chromatica album. Yes. Oh, my God. I can. Uh, this is like, okay. There are like very few artists, I feel, who's like, when they release music, it is like an event, like a pop culture event. There are like few, there are like few of those. And I'm telling you. Lady Gaga's Chromatica album is gonna be a motherfucking event. Well, I'm so. If Stupid so Love scared. and Rain on Me are any idea of what the rest of the tracks are gonna be like, it's gonna be popping. It's gonna be a party up in here. Oh my god, I'm gonna shake my ass. <laughs> <laughs> She's like reclaiming her spot as like the dance queen. I like her, but I don't follow everything that she does. But right. so for me, as an outsider of that world, this is definitely a resurgence. Uh, yeah, it's bringing back people who are like, uh, I want the old, I want the old, the old sound Gaga. back. Yeah. I want the dance, I want the dance bangers back. She's like finding, like the joy in it. Like she's like, this album is just, it's just happy, and it's promoting a message of kindness and that you know we're all one mm-hmm. and. It's beautiful. My husband, Andre, is usually strictly R&B. And right. he's been having, like, Rain On Me on repeat. He surprised uh, the hell out of me the other day. We were cleaning the house, and he played Rain On Me, like, five times uh, on oh repeat. And I was like, damn. Only five times? We have nonstop <laughs> in this house between me, my boyfriend, Joey, and our roommate. Like, oh, my God. We have not stopped playing it. What a great day. music video, too. So good. Oh my so god. Good. Directed by Robert Rodriguez. Ah, you know, of horror movie, you know. Robert Rodriguez, lo- director of Stab. <laughs> <laughs> director of From Dust Till Dawn. Um, director of Planet Terror. Gaga's definitely going to go down in history as one of the pop divas of a generation. She's right up there next to Cher and Madonna. Right. And Cher, Madonna, Beyonce. Beyonce. Uh, yep. That's literally what I have here as like my icons in my head like Gaga, Madonna, Cher, and Beyonce. Even though I could give a shit about any of them but (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, that's not really your gig. Like you don't really listen to a lot of them. No. You you have a little more edgy sense to you. You like a little more hip hop you don't stop. Right. Because I wrote down that (laughs) my my favorite music icons are like um, Megan Thee Stallion (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but I also wrote down Britney Spears. There's, There's nothing, nothing you can do. 
I say. So my my pr my queen right now in the music industry is definitely Megan Thee Stallion. Everything she comes up with for me is a bop. And I'm uh. even more of a fan because there is a new show on HBO Max called Legendary. Have you heard? Uh-uh. Oh! Oh! Is she on it? <laughs> yes, she is a judge. Okay, so Legendary. What? Yes, so Legendary is a competition series of eight ballroom houses competing for $100,000. Ballroom like like, like live the ball. ballroom? Yes. No like way. Paris is burning. This has already started? This has started yesterday. Oh my god. Oh, on yes. HBO Max. Oh, so probably not not an HBO HBO no, HBO Max. HBO Max. Uh, so I had to sign up for the trial because I was looking so forward to this and it is so fresh. Like it is inspiring. I love it. Oh my gosh, maybe we'll watch that tonight. You have to. That sounds cute. It's so fun. Yeah. They... Is the mother of the house of Evangelista in it? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> She's not on there, but some mentionable houses are House of Ninja, okay. House of Saint Laurent. Oh, yes. House of Ebony. I mean, all these houses that, like, I oh my God. heard about, I'm watching them now on TV, thanks to HBO Max. Oh, my God. They said House of Ann Taylor. House of Lane Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> House of Forever 21. <laughs> House of Ross. <laughs> Should we keep going? <laughs> yeah, please. Who are your favorite Scream Queens in cinema history? Oh my gosh, I can't even... Uh, you know who my number one is. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yes! Oh my god, Buffy herself. Oh my god. I I was... I've been obsessed with Sarah Michelle Gellar since I first started watching Buffy when it was on TV when I was, I think I started watching it when the second season was on. I was probably about seven, eight years old and I was just obsessed with her. I was obsessed with everything Buffy. I used to like collect magazines with her on it. I used to put her, I used to cut out pictures of her and put her on notebooks and in like binders. I would. I, <laughs> Did you used to cut out her like, face out of magazines and put it on yours? <laughs> <laughs> on my own face? Yeah. Hi, I'm Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? I did have a cardboard cut out of her that I got for um, my birthday, I think in middle school. Oh, nah. my God. Yeah, in middle school, I my, my two best friends at the time, Caitlin and Holly, they band together and they bought me a cardboard cutout of Sarah Michelle Gellar that lived in my room for years. I thought you were going to say that your best friend was the cardboard cutout. <laughs> uh, well, do you know what? I probably probably was. I probably talked to her a lot. My bedroom window was on the second story, but it was facing the street and I would just put I would put my cardboard cutout <laughs> looking out to the street and people and walking people by would go, yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar was there." <laughs> She, there she is. <laughs> well, you know, the great thing to... about Sarah Michelle Gellar, though, is that she is in so many horror movies. Oh, that she's in tons. She earned the title of a legendary Scream Queen. Okay, let's. So, Buffy, for one, hello. Scream 2, CeCe Cooper. We got Helen Shivers, and I know what you did last summer. I think her. Yeah best horror film role the grudge um the grudge which was a huge success and it was like the highest grossing film at the time starring a female lead or so. she broke some sort of record with that movie wow. so, um so and she had another, like a couple other like little ones one called like the return never saw Nobody it really, never saw it. really saw it <laughs> i know that's a that's like deep cuts for fans but um <laughs> For you. Literally. <laughs> um, but Sarah, if you're listening. Uh, she I is. Love you. Huge fan. Oh, my God. Yes, I heard she was. 
Um, Nev Campbell is my number one scream queen. Wow. Just because she's in all four screams, which are my favorite movies of all time. And right. also because of the craft. Oh, yeah. Okay. That That's scream fair, yeah, she... that she lets out when they're peeling that skin off of her back. She lets <laughs> out the most perfect scream of any scream queen. I'm like, Do you yeah. think she did that? Or did do you think... I don't know. If she, they probably had some other hoe coming like in. Sounds like her. I mean, yeah, you're right. You think some other bitch recorded over her? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Probably. Jamie Lee Curtis, oh my gosh. She's the like ri- the Sarah Michelle the, of the 70s. Halloween came out, huge success, of course. And then all of a sudden she was like, prom night, which... That movie's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it is a disco slasher <laughs> with, a, with a huge disco dance number in the middle of it in which Jamie Lee is boop, boop, boop. She's booging down. Oh, it's as She's, bad as it sounds. Oh my gosh, it's hilarious. And then Terror Train. Terror Train. And then I think then, she laid off the horror for a while until H2O. Yeah, right. And so then H2O, she came back and then she was in Resurrection for five minutes and died. And then now she's in Halloween. And don't forget, she also starred in Scream Queens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that show. <laughs> right. Yeah, that show. I liked that show. I did, too. I first. loved the first season. The second Apparently, season was garbage. Th- that brings me to one of my other scream queens, which is Emma Roberts. Again, oh. I'm sure, a con- I'm sure, a controversial choice for many. Scream Four, American Horror Story, several seasons. She's in that movie, The Hunt. You said you watched that. I haven't watched it yet. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna be disappointed when you see it. I, I'm not surprised. She was in the, this crazy movie called The Black Coat's Daughter, also starring oh, Kieran Shipka. I love that uh, one. Ooh, Sabrina. Very atmosphere. So um, one of my other favorite Scream Queens, which I know we have this one in common, none other than the legendary Scream Queen, Elvira. Yes! Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. So Elvira is obviously not a real person. She is played by an actress named Cassandra Peterson. Sandra Peterson. She was born September 17th, 1951. Oh, you got the facts. Yes, girl. She is 68 years old and she looks better than ever. Incredible. I was looking at pictures of her earlier and she looks better now than she did in the 70s and 80s out of drag. Oh, did you know that she she used to be a lead singer of two Italian rock bands? She has had the craziest life. Craziest life. She was like a go-go dancer when she was 14 years old. Yeah. Did you know that? Yes. She always said that she got parts playing strippers and hoes. (laughs) She did. Same. She said, I never got cast as the mom. I was always the saloon girl or the hooker. (laughs) (laughs) I relate. Um, So she was in an improv team in LA called the Groundlings. Yes, the Groundlings are like a huge, huge comedy troupe that has like spawned some of the most like like super iconic people in the comedy world from Will Ferrell, Kristen Wiig, Maya Rudolph, Melissa McCarthy, Lisa Kudrow, Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens, John Lovitz, and Phil Hartman. She started this Valley Girl character within the Groundlings. Like she had this Valley Girl character that essentially became the foundation of Elvira. Right, which is what Elvira is. She's like this like horror movie hostess. Heavily inspired by Vampira, who was a, um, a horror movie hostess on television in the 1950s. 50s. Shockingly, yeah. yeah. And, she, you know, who would go on to be in that, the infamous Plan 9 from Outer Space, directed by Ed Wood. 
very much an inspiration for Elvira. They even wear like the same sort of sexy black dress, except for Elvira. They added like a bit of like an 80s punk rock flair to it. So she has that big sort of beehive bouffant like hair. She, she actually refers to it as a knowledge bump. I guess that's what it's called. Oh, it's a 60s okay. hairstyle that the Ronettes used to rock back in the day. Cute. Well, she got that big hair. She got the long, but then it's also long. It's a little, little mullety, but my favorite is her eyes, her blue and pink, like 80s glam rock eyeshadow. Pale white, but she has these big old tits and she has a little knife in her belt. Like she's just, she just oozes sex, but she's actually so much more than that. She's not only sexy, she's also hilarious. Hilarious. So I guess somebody at the studio where they were making Elvira, it was an LA weekend horror show that they used to do where they would have a horror host. And when their horror host had died, they were looking for a vampire type of woman to fill in that role. They actually were going to do a vampire reboot, but the with the original vampire not playing vampire but just having her involved with the creative process and she wanted an african-american actress named lola falana i think it was oh yeah lola yes i've heard her name yeah she was gonna she wanted her to be the new the new vampire but because of racism they said no and so she quit so vampire said well fuck that if she's not gonna be a vampire i'm fucking out of here horrible i'm sure lola probably could have done a great job so they started casting people and cassandra peterson went in there and auditioned and they loved it and they wanted her to do that valley girl character from the groundlings but just like as elvira drags yeah yeah and she was had a lot of the creative control over what she looked like what her makeup and hair looked like and she did a lot of that work with one of her friends yeah so she created this persona she was also hosting like a horror movie type show i was actually just talking to my dad about this today and i brought up the oh we're gonna be talking about elvira tonight on my new podcast he like downloaded some random streaming service he said he's like oh my gosh he's like but i saw on there that elvira that her like old show from the 80s is on there he's like you should check it out and basically it's just she puts on some schlocky crazy b movie hosts it she drops a lot of like her like sexual innuendos but it's oh, like so all good. mixed with comedy her double entendres <laughs> yes her double entendres she's like a character like in the way in the way i sort of equate it is like the same thing as like like peewee herman yeah like we know we know who peewee herman is seldom do you Paul know Rubens. the man behind the mask um, I was reading that Elvira, well, Cassandra Peterson has always had an interest in horror, but that's not why she auditioned for Elvira, but she always right. had an interest in horror because she, I guess she got terribly burned in a accident back when she was oh. little, like a fire. Jesus. Yeah. So she got burned and she said that she always felt like a monster. Like she was kind of the outcast, kind of nerdy. And mm. she would just look, mm. watch like the mummy and Frankenstein and kind of feel like empowered by the monstrous side of them because she felt monstrous and she had 35% of her skin grafted is what I read on wow. contactmusic.com. They originally wanted to create a sitcom for Elvira. But she was like, I don't know. I feel like Elvira should have a movie first. Yeah. And thus we get um, Elvira, Mistress, Mistress of the Dark, cult 80s film um, centered around her character. Yeah, 1988, um, right? Yes, 1988. So um, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark debuted in theaters in September 1988. 
The story uh, follows television horror movie hostess Elvira as she quits her job working for a local television station and heads to the small town of Falwell, Massachusetts. Uh, Elvira in- hopes to inherit a large sum of money from her recently deceased great aunt Morgana Talbot to finance her headlining act on the Las Vegas Strip. Uh, in your classic fish-out-of-water scenario, Elvira is met with much detestation from the local quaint and conservative town folk of Falwell as her sultry rock and roll style doesn't reflect their moral viewpoints. So Elvira doesn't inherit the money from her aunt. She uh, ends up inheriting a house, a poodle, and a spell book, which is mistaken for a cookbook of recipes, which is envied by her uh, evil great uncle Vincent Talbot. So with no money to further her Vegas Strip dreams and nobody willing to buy the house, Elvira tries her hardest to make a living and coexist with the townsfolk of Falwell, even finding love in the process. Uh, The town, under the evil influence of Uncle Vincent's magic, attempts to rid the town as well as the world of Elvira by burning her at the stake. However, with her own magic and cunning on her side, Elvira defeats her evil uncle, earning the town's respect and finally obtaining the money to make her dreams come true. Yes! Uh, what a beautiful story it's this so, is. <laughs> it's so good. And it's, it's, I love that fish out of water scenario where it's like oh, this yeah, crazy absolutely. personality coming into this small town. Right, which is very, remini- very rem- reminiscent of other queer classic, Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Yeah. And which is also iconic and great. And um, yeah, I, I do think these stories are very similar. It's like they, they roll it. You know, Avira rolls up on this really conservative town and she just shakes shit up. And, she does. You know, people don't know how to respond to her because she is just so extreme to, to look know, at. These, <laughs> yeah, just to look at. I mean, my gosh, but let alone her personality, which is, you know, and, you know, she receives like a lot of judgment, you know, from these people. Yes. But my God, she, I have to tell you, like, Elvira in this movie is. I think way ahead of her time because this bitch is hit on and harassed the entire film by men Uh just by like the grossest of men who are constantly uh, trying to touch her, trying to, I don't know. Yeah. Manhandle her, kiss her. And she's constantly just fighting off these people who are just pulling out knives. (laughs) Yes. it, It is crazy. I'm like, my God, like, and she never let anybody get anywhere that she didn't want them to. Like, right. she always stood up for herself. She's a strong female character who don't take no shit from no man. She don't take shit from nobody, especially Miss Chastity Pariah. <laughs> oh my God, Chastity Pariah is like, the, like the epitome of just like the most conservative woman. Yes. You can think of one of the magical Most- things about Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, 1988 film, <laughs> is um, it's one of those movies where everyone, every supporting role is committed to their character, and that's what really sells the movie because there's not <laughs> one bad actor except maybe some of the kids. Oh, but like my God! Wait, hold on. There is though which the one, one, the guy. Bob, like so, Elvira's love interest. Bob. Oh my god, he's terrible. (laughs) You're right. You're right. (laughs) Just the most bland, just lump of. He's a very muscular man. He's very huge, but he is. He's not a good actor. No, he's terrible in this. But you know what? He looked like he maybe starred in a soap opera, or was maybe on the cover of some romance novels. He looks like they were walking past a construction zone and said, "Hey, you You want a job? Want to? Yeah, you ever been in the movies? Like, how do you feel about pictures? Yes, (laughs) 
You see? <laughs> um, yeah, he's not very good. But and you know what? He's not very handsome either. But there's something about Bob that I would totally oh, yeah, see with I mean, him. <laughs> of course, because he's like, he's because he's just like so, av- he's like average. Because he's stupid man. and he's big and he probably has a big but old very, wiener. Very sweet. That's true. <laughs> very sweet. Like a teddy bear. That's what it is. A big he's like te- doof. <laughs> yes, he's a big oafy doof, but lovable because he's sweet. And for some reason, Elvira finds that, I don't know, endearing. I don't know. Yeah. So I have a couple of my favorite quotes from the movie. Yeah. In the very beginning, when she first rolls up into town <laughs> and her car, the hood of her car just, just flies off. off. <laughs> just flies off. And her car is broken down in the middle of the street. The whole town comes out of... I don't know, hiding or whatever, what are they doing? Just to witness this, this set the this big explosion that happened of her car. And this woman walks up with rollers in her hair and she goes, why I never. And she goes, yeah. And you never will with them soup cans on your head. <laughs> yeah. I love that one. Before you go any further, relating to the car, when she takes it to the auto shop and the mechanic, I don't know why I laugh at this every time, but when he says, her whole mouth swole up from a case of gingivitis. Looks like she ate a box of staples. <laughs> I don't know oh, why yeah. it's so funny. And then Elvira disappears and he's all, nice tits. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I love when she says, listen, sister, if I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. <laughs> oh, and then, uh, of course, this iconic one. So maybe maybe this is RuPaul's favorite film because How's Your Head? Haven't had any complaints. Yeah. Is that from this movie? Like Maybe. I think it is. Probably. Bob working at the movie theater is putting up like this, the letters to <laughs> the, the coming attraction that's going to be playing at the movie theater. And she's walking by it and he drops one of the letters and it hits her right in the head. And she's like stumbling and he goes, Oh my God, how's your, how's your head? She goes, I haven't had any complaints. Who was the actress uh, that plays Chastity Pariah? I don't know, but I feel like I've seen her in other things. She's in she's... Carrie. She's one of the kids in Carrie. What? She's one of the mean girls in Carrie. Shockingly. She has these no. big glasses on. <gasps> yes, in the original Carrie. She's not Norma, not that character. No, Norma's PJ uh, Souls. Um, oh, She's yes. like Helen. Who? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Helen. One of my other favorite ones is when she's pleading with the town's teenage population to come out and support her her hosting a movie night in town pleading with them but they're like we can't like it's a school night like our parents are gonna let us out and so she's being overly dramatic (laughs) and she's like giving her a swan song speech and she's like and if they ever ask about me tell them i was more than just a great set of boobs i was also an incredible pair of legs (laughs) (laughs) She just keeps you laughing. I love her. So I have some quotes from her 1993 pilot, the Elvira show. Yeah. Yeah, So after this, they try, they try to create a pilot for a sitcom. It never got picked up. I'm not sure if it's it's because the humor was considered ahead of its time. That is why they didn't even air the pilot because they said that there were too many sex jokes, too many innuendos, and it was very inappropriate. So they canceled it before. Right. Which is crazy. Which is crazy compared to, like, what we see on television now. Oh, my God. We literally see people having sex on television now. Literally. And so, I mean, it was very ahead of its time. and But it's actually really funny. And you can find it on YouTube now. Just go to YouTube and Google Elvira sitcom. And it's, like, the first thing that pops up. And a lot of the things that that the sitcom pilot had in it was, like, obviously inspired Sabrina. Oh, totally. The talking cat and... 
Yeah, the talking cat, the witchy but stuff. Again, like I'm not sure ants. if the talking cat was already a part of like the Sabrina comic series from back I don't in the know. day. I mean, but I mean, you uh, listen to it, and it is that same like same draw. Hello, I'm a dry voice yeah, speaking for a cat, and I'm gonna cat. yeah, sarcastic cat. And um, I honestly hope that like in the future, I know, I know, there's like talk of like Elvira like shopping around either oh a new movie God. idea or whatever but when I don't know when a, a sitcom starring Elvira still like even I, even she who, would who gives a shit she would still be amazing she still looks great yeah she's still so give us some cute quotes from from the Elvira oh sitcom. my god my favorite quote that had me literally in tears is when her aunt Minerva comes back from the grocery store and she's like oh with her witchy powers she can swap price tags and she's like I got this oh, yeah. peanut butter for 25 cents and she's like did you get the shaving cream she's like oh no I forgot that and she's like okay well I guess I can just rub this on my legs and let the rats chew the hair off <laughs> And then course, another yes. one, it's so stupid, but another simple, very simple humor for this one. But it, I laughed in tears again when she's was sweeping the floor and then she like leans oh, over yes. to grab something and she's like leaning over the broom and the aunt comes down the stairs and she's like, going somewhere, dear? <laughs> that is, oh my God, that is brilliant. That moment is so brilliant because she's like sitting on it as like a witch would fly away. Like It's and, so simple, uh, but it, it's so effective. Smart. It's so funny. So smart. There's some boob humor, like a lot of sexual oh, yeah. innuendos. When she's looking in the crystal ball, and I see big things in your future, and the, the crystal ball is just... Magnifying her too. <laughs> yeah, and he's just staring. The, is she like the chief of police? I don't know. Like the chief of police uh, yeah. really wants to take Elvira down. And um, when at the very climax of it, the, this lady barges into Elvira's house with all the cops, and they're ready to arrest her. And she goes, this is a bust. <laughs> and Elvira goes... <laughs> She opens up her shirt and she goes, no, this is a bust. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the humor in that is so good. I'm surprised that it didn't go very far. And you would think that, I mean, for peop- for CBS or whoever was running it back then, I'm sure they were perverts. And so I don't know how oh, why course. they were offended by any of the humor that's in there. And especially because, like, I don't know, I feel like Golden Girls, which was, I mean that was a little before this is a little after golden girls but i feel like there was plenty of sexual innuendo in golden girls i, f- I mean i get they're like they're like old women so it's i guess maybe different because yeah they're not we don't actually like especially in that time they probably didn't look at women of a yeah. certain age as like well, you th- sexual beings and you think it was 1993 okay so like it's Six years later, SpongeBob SquarePants came out. There are so many sexual innuendos in SpongeBob, and it's a children's yeah. cartoon. I mean, even like what Ren and Stimpy and shit like that, yeah. like that stuff had. And then you have dirty. like full-fledged feature films now for children, and because adult, they know adults are watching too. They throw in these little jokes that adults would only get, and it's like, okay, but you can't put Elvira on TV. Yeah, what an outrage. It's so disappointing, but I'm glad we at least have that pilot. But I would have loved like several seasons of that. Oh, I, I would think have it would be, loved that. I thought I think it would have, would have been a huge sensation, but alas, what did we get? What's the follow up to Elvira, Mistress of the Dark? Elvira's <laughs> Haunted Hills. That's a, that was not very good. <laughs> Elvira's Haunted Hills is like is a movie that came out in like what's like 2001, and basically yeah. it's like Elvira's her ode to like old Roger Corman movies. It almost seems a little like too low budget for her and which I get it was probably like a, a passion project and I'm sure they probably worked on right. it really hard and they even have um, Richard O'Brien in it from you know famous for the Rocky Horror yeah. 
Rocky Horror Show and the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and uh, I don't know, it just doesn't really land as well. No, but I do, but I do think that there are some funny moments like here and there. I, I don't have quotes or anything from it, but I remember being really young and begging my mom to let me rent it from again i'm always, always like, begging at the, the I'm, uh, blockbuster. i know which is so not true i'm sure i just walked up and said mom can i rent that she said okay i don't care yeah. sure so i i remember renting it on v I, eh, no it's probably on dvd back i don't know whatever i got it and you know i used to watch it a lot when i was a kid especially for a kid it was probably there's so much like slapstick humor yeah and like enough to entertain a kid but i you know and i've watched it as an adult and i just sort of put it on just because i i love her just for but the mo- background noise <laughs> yeah but the movie's not that it's not exceptional but i just i know that if she were to bring something out now if she were to get a movie out there i know she's been shopping it around or I hope whatever so. well, i've read it i've read about speaking it speaking of house or speaking of elvira's haunted hills um <laughs> they had a ride at six flags that was and that was yes, so I, fun that was fun except for i was always really upset that it wasn't in 3d because it, it's like it was like one of those like oh. uh, mo- motion what are the they, chairs motion? moved yeah yeah you were like in a theater right. and the chairs moved and the original ride that's there like all every other time of the year is like a, it was like a dinosaur Dinosaurs. ride yeah. and you had three and you had 3d glasses on and i was like ooh, it was like a 3d experience and i remember being so disappointed when we went to it was like oh, horror Fire or fright Fire, fest Fire fest yeah Fright Fest, and then you do. I was like, okay, the Elvira one, and it wasn't in 3D; it was just 2D. So you're just in a moving chair watching a movie screen. So um, Elvira had a coffee book table that came out about three years ago or so, and it's she had just- a coffee book table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bitch. I never heard of that. <laughs> you never heard of a coffee book table? Bitch, you crazy? Where are you been? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a coffee table book, okay? And there it is we go. a bunch of pictures of her as Elvira, and I want it so badly. She worked at like Knott's Berry Farm for like 20 years doing her own show during. I wish um, I could have went to see one of those. Knott's, yeah, Knott's Scary Farm. I lived on the same street as Knott's Berry Farm for, I mean, and I still live super. I could get, I could be there in 10 minutes. Oh. And, and I never went to go I never saw her which is crazy I have friends who were in the show you should be slapped (laughs) I should be slapped I don't know why like I just never but I did hear from a friend who did work with her that she always has to have Dr. Pepper like cans of Dr. Pepper but made with real sugar in her dressing room I think that's what it is yeah I don't know I don't know if it's Diet Dr. Pepper something yeah something like a Dr. Pepper with real sugar like it's like a real I think you told yeah, me this before because this sounds familiar. I'm pretty sure you told me that. Yeah, a little interesting tidbit. I don't know if I should even know that, but now everybody who listens knows that now, too. Uh, well, you know, it's not like it's the most demanding thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> but I hear she's the sweetest person in the world. Oh, my God. I can only imagine. Every I'm, time I see her in interviews, I'm like, she seems, like, so humble and so sweet. And down to earth. Yeah. Cool. And she's had such crazy, a crazy sexy, cool. life. And she's, like, almost 70 years old at this point. And she looks yeah. fucking fantastic. I just can't get over how great she looks at her age. Right. I'll have to ask her a secret. Surprise, she'll be on our show next week. Just <laughs> <laughs> 
So I really hope that she does get picked up for some kind of TV series or another movie or maybe a Netflix series. That would be fantastic for her. Um, right. But I also heard that it, sometime this year, I was I read something October 2020 that she was going to have an autobiography come out. Oh, I will be purchasing that. Absolutely. The day it comes out. Reading it. Absolutely. Living my life by it. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to start go And as a 14-year-old, I'm also going to start go-go dancing. <laughs> That's when she learned. Apparently, that's w- the age she learned to do the the titty tassel swings. Oh, oh my! But they, God. W- but they wouldn't let her use pasties because she was fourteen. Oh yeah. So she had so she had to learn it wearing like an old bikini top that her and that her mom made into like the tassel thing, and that's how she learned how to do that when she was fourteen. How did she end go-go up being dancing. a go-go dancer at fourteen? Do you know anything about that? If you listen to her episode on "What's the Tea" with RuPaul Michelle, okay. I think she, de- I think she explains that. I know she definitely talks about her like Las Vegas showgirl past and things like that, which are super interesting. Yeah. So yeah, head over there and listen to that if you want to hear the story straight from the horse's mouth. Oh yes, yes, I'm so excited to hear that. I will listen to that. You know, back to Lady Gaga. <laughs> um, it's really sad that all the Pride events were canceled for this year. Oh my gosh! You Can know, you imagine with like cro- with that Chromatica song, coming out, with those songs out. Oh my god, it would have been a fucking fiesta. Party. Yeah. Know. Do you know? What? I'm still gonna have Pride right here in my room. Do you know what we're planning on doing? What? We're planning on. We're just planning when the album comes out tomorrow at whatever nine o'clock mm-hmm. when I can finally streams it. Get really stoned, oh. turn up the music, and just have a little party in our house. Yeah, just dance me and my roommates, and we're just gonna listen to the whole thing through. And you know, you gotta make your own your own events. If we can't go out and listen to it at the club. I'm gonna listen to my damn living room. Right, life is a party, so let's celebrate. God is a DJ. Life is a dance floor, <laughs> <laughs> or that. Yeah, <laughs> who said that? <laughs> Pink. Oh. <laughs> 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 That's right. So Pride is something that we're going to be talking about next week because we're going to yes. be talking about a certain festival from the movie Midsummer. Ooh, I can't wait to talk about this movie. I know because uh, we haven't we talked about it briefly because I just watched it and it's one of your favorites. It's one of your top right, three. Right, and I and, right, and I so badly want to talk to you about it, but I guess we're just have to wait to do it in you know, while we're being recorded. I know. I'm going to spend some time though in between now and then and really see, dive in and figure out what I watched. I mean, yeah, that is, that is a, it's a hard pill to swallow for sure. You know, as I was watching it, I had that mind that I watched Hereditary with. And so I think that I, I think I kind of figured it out, but I really, I want to, I wanted to get deeper into it. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, definitely. Let's do it. That sounds good. That sounds so fucking good. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Totally. That's right. Cool. You know, let's switch things up this week. Instead of sweet screams, bitch, let's give a nice Elvira goodbye. Ooh. Unpleasant dreams. All right, well, hold on. Sweet screams, bitch. (laughs) How do we end this? Should we just... Like that.